0: for a moment about what it's like to come across something that looks like it should be dead, like a jawbone of an animal that expired long ago, and what you find is life growing out of it. That's the type of symbol that was often used in ancient Mesoamerica to represent the idea of ebb, a Maya sign that can translate as grass Or twisted grass or road or even tooth and that's the energy we are working with in the context of this current tracena. This day sign is a mystery for many because there are many different ways to see it. We'll look at some of the essential ideas after I welcome you to episode 11 of Navigating the Energies of Life. Podcast that looks at how the energies of the Maya calendar are at work in the world and how they apply to daily lives. This is Marguerite Paquin, continuing with a podcast to accompany my horoscope blog that tracks the days of this calendar. The blog has been going for many years, and my research in this field has spanned several decades. The emphasis for both the blog and the podcast are on connections between the energies of this calendar and events going on in the world, and ways in which these energies relate to personal lives. As shown in my blog and discussed on other podcasts, the core of the system is a cycle of 260 days that involves the interconnecting and cycling of 20 unique solar forces in combination with 13 unique numerical powers to create a count of days called a Zulkan. Each of the 260 days in this cycle is unique and every person carries the energetic imprint of the forces that were in play at the time of their birth. Those energies greatly influence how people see the world and interact within it. Both the blog and this podcast follow the Mesoamerican calendrical tradition of timekeeping involving tresinas, thirteen-day periods, each of which has a particular theme that ties in with the initiating energy of the first day of whatever tresina we happen to be in. At the moment, we're in the ebb tresina, which relates to the general idea of revitalization. So all 13 days within this time frame will be influenced by this in some way. Keep in mind that this is a system that involves the continuous cycling of these energies over both short and long periods of time. So the 13 numerical forces keep cycling, with these numerical powers going from 1 to 13 and then back to 1 again, in combination with the 20 days that also keep cycling. So it takes 260 days to go through one complete Zulcan cycle. More information on this can be found in my Maya Calendar Arts website and also in Episode 1 of the podcast. One additional thing I should mention at this time is the idea of fractal energies, the idea of similarities repeating across different scales. For example, 13, 130 and 1300 are all fractals of one another. I mention this because this is one of the ideas central to the workings of the Maya calendar, and to the repetition of energies that continuously recycle. This is tied right in with that echoing idea that I've spoken about, where an echo of a previous event will often come through when we cycle through and return to a given day sign. I mention this as well because we're now in a zone where not quite sure how to describe it other than to call it the thirteen hundred day factor, so a zone where, if we look back thirteen hundred days or five Zulkan cycles, five turns of the two hundred and sixty day wheel, we find many events that have implications for what is going on right now. For instance, it has been five cycles since the massive Women's March in Washington, D.C. and in hundreds of other cities in the U.S. and around the world in January of 2017. That worldwide event became an inspiration for a whole new era of resistance, not only to the current presidency, which is proven to be illegitimate due to proven Russian interference in the election, but also to many other issues such as the denial of climate change. Exactly 1,300 days before that, uh, basically it was in 2013, hundreds of thousands of Egyptians had staged anti-government protest demonstrations in Tahrir Square calling for the Egyptian president to step down. In both cases there was a sense of large masses of people letting the powers that be know that they cannot get away with things, that they will be held accountable sooner or later. With President Morsi in Egypt who had found a way to grant himself unlimited powers, that accountability came swiftly after he was deposed in a coup. In the U.S., that accountability has been taking longer, unfortunately, but we're now getting glimpses of how that could or will happen. So let's go back to that ebb symbolism which, as mentioned, can translate as grass, or twisted grass, or road, or even tooth. The grass and tooth tie in with that jawbone symbolism, with grass growing out of it, encapsulating the idea of the essence of life pushing through even if something, even death, tries to stop it. It relates to the idea of an unstoppable animating vitality that celebrates life, often generating its own pathways to push life forward. Back in January of 2017, the very day after one of the darkest days in the history of the US, as many have referred to that inauguration day, when protest groups were everywhere An even larger, highly organized group staged the Worldwide Women's March. That was on one ebb, representing the initiation of animating vitality, that push to overcome darkness and even death. It was very heartening to see that sea of pink hats as over 470,000 fired-up people in Washington, D.C. pushed back against the immorality and hypocrisy associated with that election, with at least 408 similar marches taking place in cities across the U.S. and in hundreds of other marches worldwide, all making a strong statement in support of humanitarian rights and equality. And all calling for justice. It brought hope and direction to a lot of people and a strong sense of purpose that has sustained people during the ongoing battle. That movement now has as its mission the harnessing of the political power of diverse women and their communities to create transformative social change. As their website indicates, they are committed to dismantling systems of oppression through nonviolent resistance and building inclusive structures guided by self determination, dignity, and respect. And 1,300 days ago, we saw the power of that commitment in action. No doubt that power is being harnessed again at this critical time in the push towards change this November, particularly with Kamala Harris being the first black woman and the first person of Indian descent to be nominated for national office by a major political party in the U.S., so this is a an historical and exciting step forward as this team pushes forward to regain the White House. So here we are, 1,300 days after that amazing march, with the Tresina infusing new energy into this movement and into the overall drive towards systemic change as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris begin their campaign to bring civility and compassion and competence and integrity back to the governance of the US. As so often happens with this Chisina, this is signaling the start of promising new directions and the opening up of new pathways reflecting the road Or pathway aspects of this ebb energy. As Joe Biden said during their first joint event just hours before this tracena began, the emphasis is now on opening up new possibilities. It also ties in well with the idea of ebb sometimes being seen as a step or stairway. In essence, what we're working with here is a 13 day period that often has a tendency to highlight new opportunities, inspire people towards action, and even push towards healing. It's also interesting that the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment in the U.S. pertaining to the women's right to vote comes in on the sixth day of this Dracena. So it's all tying in together. As it happens, these first few days of this Dracena have coincided with Oban in Japan, the Japanese Buddhist Festival of Souls, which has been taking place over the first three days of this Dracena. This is particularly interesting since just a few days ago, in the last jacina, Japan commemorated the 75th anniversary of the U.S. bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945, when up to 226,000 people, mostly civilians, were killed. As Oban is a festival during which rituals and celebrations are performed in honor of the spirits of ancestors, there is likely no doubt that this year these ceremonies would also tie in with those anniversaries, and very special, healing-oriented rituals would be taking place. On the first day, fires and lanterns would have been lit to guide spirits home, and special altars of fruit, incense, and flowers would have been set up for the occasion. Ancestral tombs would have been cleaned and decorated, prayer services held at temples, and special meals prepared. This could be seen as a significant tie-in with the beginning of this Ebb Trisina at this time. The third day of Obon, which is when I'm recording this, also coincides with the 75th anniversary of VJ Day, the great celebration of victory at the end of World War II after the unconditional surrender of Imperial Japan. This is also National Liberation Day in Korea and Indep- Independence Day in India. So there are commemorations going on in many places on this three each day and activating energy aligned with jaguar magic and transformation. One cycle ago, last November, this was the energy in place when hundreds of thousands of young people took to the streets in 2,300 cities in 143 countries. During the Fridays for Future, Climate Action Demonstrations, three days before the opening of the COP25 summit. One cycle before that, in March of last year, the same energy was in place at the time of the youth strike for climate, when an estimated 1.4 million young people took part in a coordinated global school walkout in 128 countries. In fact, it seemed like that climate action movement began during the Tresina that March and basically carried on in various forms for a full 260 days cycle in one form or another, culminating in that huge demonstration in November when this Tresina returned. This ties in with what has now been one cycle exactly since environmental scientists warned that the world may already have crossed a series of climate tipping points posing a risk that is an existential threat to civilization. Again, that warning came one cycle ago. And this brings me to a supposition, and that is, considering the fact that even though an extraordinary amount of energy was put into social actions that drew attention to critical needs relating to the environment, nothing earth-shaking has really happened in this regard. Yes? The EU Parliament did declare a global climate and environmental emergency and has urged all EU countries to commit to near zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. But that is 30 years away, and that is just the EU. And the US response has been nothing short of disastrous with regard to climate change. And there are so many examples worldwide of atrocities in this regard. So, did Mother Nature or Gaia say, "Okay, you had your chance. I can't wait any longer. I am going to step in and do something to force humankind to just stop everything and rethink the whole idea of how to exist on this planet without trashing it. Is that what this is all about? It makes one wonder. And as the days and weeks and months go by, the numbers climb higher and higher. On this day, the global number of COVID-19 cases is heading towards 22 million, with the numbers continuing to rapidly escalate. The US is now over five and a half million cases, averaging well over a thousand deaths a day. And three states California. California has over 600,000 cases. And then the other two, Florida and Texas with well over 500,000 cases each. These are very problematic. At this rate, there could be 180,000 to 185,000 deaths in that country before this current tracena is over. And Trump is still pushing for schools to open, even though children have been getting sick in the first attempts to do this. And there are still 80 days remaining until the November election. Going now to the fourth day of this Tresina, which is Sunday the 16th, we come to something that was seen as a burner day within the Maya calendar. This is a day known as Four Men, a double sun type of energy related to the high vision of the eagle, this burner day was seen as running with the fire, kind of like taking an idea or challenge and running with it. It's an energy that can sometimes bring a great deal of firepower. And, and this is where things get quite intriguing. This was the Maya birth energy of John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the 35th U.S. president and the youngest man ever to be elected president. There is a great mystique around him, partly because of the glamour associated with his presidency, partly because of the vision that he brought to the position, partly because of his policies and accomplishments, such as the establishment of the Peace Corps, his support for the civil rights movement, and his enthusiastic endorsement of the Apollo space program. And, sadly, partly because of his dreadful assassination. And now we find that his visionary birth energy is back in place the day before the start of the Democratic National Convention. I'll say that again. His visionary birth energy is back in place the day before the start of the Democratic National Convention. And that isn't all. The day this DNC convention begins will be five kib, which is a rather precision-oriented kind of energy, even a blessing energy associated with the idea of being able to survey and assess situations for the purpose of cleaning things up or restoring order and as it happens this is the same energy that was in place at the time of the inauguration of President Abraham Lincoln now it's not only intriguing to see key energies associated with these two very important presidents being in place at the same time as this convention but it also brings to mind the fact that this very Trisina was the one in place in 1960 when john kennedy did his rapid fire tour around 17 states just before he won the election on the last day of this trescina, so he was born on the fourth day of this tricina he began that tour on the sixth day which was six caban aligned with evolutionary movement which currently marks the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the 19th amendment And he won the election on the last day of this tricino. So this is a good example of how that ebb influence that runs through all the days of this time frame continued to be a factor, a strong factor, in John Kennedy's life. In 1964, several months after his death, they even issued a commemorative stamp with his image on it on what would have been his forty-seventh Gregorian birthday. That stamp came out on the eleventh day of this same Tracaena, which was the energy of inspirational wind, breath, and spirit. So it seems that the spirit of John Fitzgerald Kennedy is very significantly woven into the fabric, so to speak, of this overall energy frame. And the Democratic National Convention will be working under the auspices of some of these same energetic forces. No doubt many at this time will be thinking of President Kennedy's immortal words, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. As a side note, I should also mention that John Kennedy's Four Men, Solar Eagle, Burner Day, Running with the Fire, Birth Energy, was also the Maya birth energy of Chinese politician, physician, and political philosopher Sun Yat-sen, who was born in 1866. In the early 20th century, he became involved in introducing significant reforms to China and served as the provisional first president of the Republic of China and the first leader of the Nationalist Party of China. He is referred to as the father of the nation for his instrumental role in the overthrow of the 268 year old. Manchu Qing Dynasty and is considered to be one of China's greatest leaders through his development of a political philosophy known as the three principles of the people independence from foreign domination the rights of the people and a principle sometimes translated as socialism or welfare that is interpreted somewhat differently from the socialism of Karl Marx. Much has changed over the last 100 years or so, since the time of his leadership, but the tie-in with the influence of the Eb Tresina on his life and work can be clearly seen in the organization that he formed in the early days, called Revive China where the revolution-oriented membership was drawn not from the older elite but from the people themselves including clerks peasants and artisans we don't have time to explore this deeply here but it is interesting to see that energy parallel with John Kennedy, with both of them being so visionary and both working to infuse a new sense of vitality into their respective countries. The middle of this trisina comes in on Wednesday the 19th. That will be seven etznab, or self-generating flint, strongly associated with the power of discrimination. It was last in place last December when the U.S. House Intelligence Committee released and voted to pass the 300-page Trump impeachment report with its conclusion that there is overwhelming evidence that Trump abused the power of the presidency and tried to obstruct Congress. The following day, we have eight KOWAC on August 20th. Resurrecting storm, often a strong push towards enlightenment on the final day of the Democratic National Convention. This is the full day of the Islamic New Year, just after the new moon comes in. And then the following day is Nina How an outwardly projecting, double-fire type of force associated with the full sun and enlightenment. The nine associated with this has to do with longevity or long-lasting influence. And when this was last in place last December, there were two heads-up kinds of declarations that truly warned people to pay attention. One was former EU President Donald Tusk's assessment that Brexit would be one of the most spectacular mistakes in the history of the EU. And it's certainly looking like things are heading that way. And the other was Nancy Pelosi's formal announcement that the House Judiciary Committee would be drawing up articles of impeachment Based on Trump's abuse of power that was shown to undermine US national security and jeopardize the integrity of US elections. Hello. And, as we all know, the Senate blocked the impeachment. And the integrity of US elections is in definite danger, blatant danger no doubt that will be a huge topic of discussion during the conventions. On August 22nd, we come to Maya date Ten Imish, which was a source-based energy aligned with birth and the realm of all potential. Again, a kind of opening up to new possibilities kind of force. Coinciding at this time, with the start of the popular Ganesh Chaturthi Festival in India. Anyone who has been reading my blog for a while would notice that I often make mention of special events like this that take place in various parts of the world, because so many of them are ancient in origin and often have deep, deep meanings. Millions of people generally take part in these festivities and so I like to provide these kinds of reminders of the great diversity out there on this planet and the cultural and spiritual wealth that is associated with them. The Ganesh Chaturthi Festival is a very popular and important Hindu festival held in honor of Lord Ganesha the remover of obstacles, giver of good fortune, patron of the arts, letters, and knowledge, bringer of harmony, and lord of new beginnings. Lord Ganesha is an elephant-headed deity whose head symbolizes immense wisdom, which is brought about by manana, or independent thinking, or reflection. This is brought about by accessing spiritual knowledge which is represented by the Deity's huge ears. His trunk symbolizes both wisdom and perfect intellect. He is believed to ride on a mouse, which signifies the trouncing of ego. He's generally surrounded by food flowers, and objects associated with material wealth and power. Other objects that he holds are representative of spiritual knowledge, happiness, and self-realization. The lotus flower is one of those symbols, and that, apparently, is what Kamala translates as lotus flower, self realization this festival starts with the cleaning and decoration of houses and the laying out of objects related to the deity throughout the festivals time period, there are many rituals, mantras, devotional songs, dances, and special performances held, all culminating with that immersion of Lord Ganesha statues in a holy river or some other body of water. So the whole idea is to focus attention on on evoking the blessings of Ganesha in order to attain spiritual knowledge, wisdom, and success in all endeavors, including at this time, the overcoming of this horrible pandemic. Ordinarily, this festival would be observed throughout India to focus on the bringing of prosperity and good fortune. But, especially at this time, within the context of this particular Tresina, it might be a good idea for everyone to participate in this general idea in some way or other, wherever they happen to be. Let's not forget, however, that with over 2.5 million cases of COVID-19 in India at the moment, With tens of thousands of new cases added on a daily basis, the issue of how to celebrate this festival would be at the top of the agenda for many. In this regard, one group has come up with the unique idea of creating eco-friendly Ganesha statues made from natural materials like soil and even cow dung. There will also be masked Ganeshas and doctor or medical worker Ganeshas. And some are being done in tricolours related to India's Independence Day celebrations that are taking place right now. Some of the statues are also being made to represent victory over the coronavirus. So this is a very creative way to add some colour and spirit to to the occasion. Normally, on the 11th and final day of the festival, Ganesh statues would be taken to a river or ocean for immersion, so that the deity dissolves into the water as he symbolically takes away the pains and misfortunes of humankind. But the suggestion at this time is that immersion could be even in a vase of water or a garden. One suggestion is to place a seed of a tree or a plant inside the statue so that it is planted during the immersion to bring benefits for the environment. I'll return to this again during the next Tresina as this festival will continue on into the next one which is when the immersion will take place. Close to the end of the tricina, we have the energy of 11 eek, which is inspirational wind-breath spirit, coming in on August 23rd. At this point, it will have been five cycles, again 1,300 days exactly, since January 2017, when John Dean, the former White House counsel under President Nixon, warned that Trump is just getting started on trashing the presidency. Dean predicted way back then that the Trump presidency would end in calamity. As he said, even then, even Republicans know this. At that time, he tweeted that Trump is, quote, Nixon without the intelligence or the government, and foreign policy experience and he was so right. It has now been two cycles since March of last year when special counsel Robert Mueller completed his investigation into Russian interference in that 2016 election and submitted his report to the DOJ. During this investigation there were 37 indictments in 22 months including 13 Russian nationals, 3 Russian companies and 12 Russian intelligence officers with a number of convictions, guilty pleas and sentences. And then we come to 12 akbal which will be on August 24th. This is a grouping together type of energy associated with darkness, and deep mysteries on the day when a scaled-down Republican National Convention begins, apparently closed to the press. At this point, it will have been one cycle, 260 grueling days exactly, since the day last December when one of the first cases of coronavirus was detected in Wuhan, China. This was the energy in place at the time of the 2004 Sumatra tsunami and again in 2011 when the ash cloud from a volcano in Iceland grounded about 500 flights in the UK. So who knows what this gathering together of darkness will mean with regard to that convention. The final day of this trisina will be 13 khan, the next day on August 25th. That's a strong transformational type of force that can instigate a great deal of action on many fronts. In the past, this energy has brought things like earthquakes, typhoons, and torrential rains, like the one that hit Hong Kong in 2014, It was called biblical in its fury, as its power smashed windows, flooded streets, killed several people, and even sent baseball-sized hailstones and torrents of water crashing through a seven-story shopping mall. In 1992, this energy triggered the Windsor Castle fire on Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh's 45th wedding anniversary, resulting in the destruction or damage to over 100 rooms in the castle. There's no way of telling exactly what this energy will do, but it does tend to be a big energy, and it will be in place while that convention is going on. So it is really another heads-up kind of situation. So, overall, I think we can see that there will be many opportunities during this period to tie in with revitalization-oriented energies, energies that can help with the worldwide healing that is so greatly needed. The forces running through this time frame are all aligned with this idea, but things, as usual, do get quite intense towards the end, especially at the time of the GOP convention. But let's never forget the power that is in the hands of people themselves. As John F. Kennedy stated, quote, we have the power to make this the best generation of mankind in the history of the world or make it the last, unquote. One other person of considerable note who was born within this time frame, under that 11-eek inspirational wind-breath spirit influence, was Jiddu Krishnamurti, the renowned Indian philosopher, speaker, and writer, who was seen as one of the greatest thinkers and religious teachers of all time. Whose books have been published in over 50 languages. The Krishnamurti Foundation Trust tells us that Krishnamurti reminded his listeners again and again that we are all human beings first and not Hindus, Muslims, or Christians, that we are like the rest of humanity and are not different from one another. He asked that we tread lightly on this earth without destroying ourselves or the environment. He communicated to his listeners a deep sense of respect for nature. His teachings transcend man-made belief systems, nationalistic sentiment, and sectarianism. At the same time they give new meaning and direction to mankind's search for truth. His teaching, besides being relevant to the modern age, is timeless and universal. Krishnamurti spoke throughout the world about the need for a radical change in humankind, emphasizing the importance of self-knowledge. As he put it, "...understanding of the self only arises in relationship, in watching yourself in relationship to people, ideas, and things, to trees, the earth, and the world around you and within you. Relationship is the mirror in which the self is revealed." Without self-knowledge, there is no basis for right thought and action." India's Prime Minister Nehru once asked him, How does one start? And Krishnamurti replied, Begin where you are. Read every word, every phrase, every paragraph of the mind as it operates through thought. Apparently, he had a series of mystical experiences that connected him with what he called the Other, or the Immensity, a world beyond all thought, the place of ultimate truth. For him, that was the place that needed to be accessed, in order for regeneration to occur. And, as he said, that can only be done in stillness. Something important to remember, I think, in these times when so much is changing and there is so much uncertainty. Retreat to the stillness and let the stillness speak to you. As always, There is so much more that could be said. But more about the specific days and the nature of the energies can be found in my Maya Count of Days horoscope blog. If you happen to be listening to this from somewhere other than my website, you can find this blog by going to whitepoppress.ca and clicking on horoscope blog or going to mayacalendararts.com and clicking on Horoscope Blog. That site includes earlier podcasts, other information on Maya calendrics, some posts that I've written on topics such as birth dates and energy cycling, and some notes about things that I offer, such as coaching services and personalized artworks. For anyone who might like some assistance directly from me in terms of exploring how these energies may work within your own lives, there are a number of options outlined on that Maya Calendar Arts site. There are many different ways in which to work with these energies, both through looking at core influences and also at energetic allies, but that can only be done on a one-to-one basis. Feel free, if you wish, to contact me if you have any questions. And contact information can be found in the websites, as well as information on subscribing to the Horoscope blog. This is where you would automatically get information every 13 days on what's coming up. Krishnamurti once said, Truth cannot be brought down. Rather, the individual must make the effort to ascend to it. You cannot bring the mountaintop to the valley. If you would attain to the mountaintop, you must pass through the valley, climb the steps, and not be afraid of the dangerous precipices." So, forward one step at a time. And maybe, as you go, stop occasionally and have a little fun on the way. Maybe spend a little time with Lord Ganesha on the way and let him help to take away your burdens. You never know where a side excursion here and there might take you. Until next time, be well, keep safe love to you all.